should wait until you have the dream outcome. So if you're yep. teaching someone something, you should be at a point in your career where they see that you have done the thing that you're teaching others. You need to. Hello, everybody. And <laughs> Boy, I, I was really, I was eager. Who invited this guy? <laughs> oh my gosh. My lash two, two brain, brain cells. cells. Getting on my lash nerve, <laughs> tell you what. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of my last two brain cells. We're going to be talking today about how I've sold out every training I've ever taught ever. Wow. You sold out every training you've ever taught ever? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of easy to do when you teach private trainings. It's either <laughs> it's sold out or it doesn't happen, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to my friend, Jessica. Oh my gosh, super fan, Lash 2 Brain Cells super fan Jessica. Jessica VXO, baby. She's she's the best. I love, love I love, love my you. friend Jessica. She watches every episode with I her husband. It. I love it. Um but yeah, yeah, no that's a that's the topic of today. You your trainings are sold out every single time. Now they're group training, so I was I was just I was Yeah, just... I retired my private trainings earlier this year to solely do group trainings. It's pretty much the exact same course mm -hmm. um i think they're better mm -hmm. but um yeah i recently retired from doing private trainings because i was doing two to three a week for the last two years yeah um and so there have been months where i've taught 17 days 17 days out of the month in a single month is that crazy that's over half the month madison yeah when we first moved to arizona there was uh june where i taught 17 students a month that was wild and then i was also traveling um to teach trainings and i was teaching salons and um i was basically a full-time educator yeah 100 percent. like i really had no time to take my clientele but i was managing to take it every day in between yeah you were you were working yourself to the bone and it makes then. me really sad when i see lash artists specifically who have fantastic education yep. like they have fantastic education but nobody's taken it no because they, they should yeah. They sh yeah. People I should be taking it. People should be. So if you're a lash educator and you have developed um, an incredible curriculum and you're proud of it and you're ready to start teaching students and they're just not getting the traction that you want it to um, have, the momentum's not really building. I hope this, this episode is for yeah, you. Yeah, I hope this episode can be encouraging to you because... Um, That's a very niche audience where... It is a very <laughs> niche audience. <laughs> for the four of you out there who are <laughs> lash educators who are still building your... Girl, uh, I don't get paid to do this. I do this for my fans. I do this for do the it. people. We do this for Jessica. We do. <laughs> She's my girl. I love it. I love but Jessica. But no, I think, I think the... The things we're going to talk about are really applicable to people who are in any stage of their lash career because yeah. um, it's really it really is a progression. And um, a lot of people, even if they're beginners, they have the goal to be educators one day. To be educators, because I think a lot of people see that in being a lash artist, there is a ceiling to kind of how much you can make just taking clients. Absolutely. And um, it's a really high ceiling compared to most jobs. Like you can easily be making like 100, 120 a year doing lashes taking clients but then in order to get above probably that 120 maybe 140 a year mark mm -hmm. you really got to be doing something else yeah um and i mean and a, a lot, lot and a lot of lash artists because we love people and we're naturally people pleasers and we naturally just want to like love on people so much a lot of people just naturally gravitate towards the educational space 100 they totally just want to help people yeah. they want to and also lashes is a very hard industry to get into like I will say when you're getting into doing lashes, it's very, very difficult. Um, you probably go through a lot of struggle. There's a lot of um, 
it's it's hard it's hard out here in these <laughs> and streets. i think because a lot of lash artists genuinely love people so much they don't want to see others suffer the way they did yeah no i agree and yeah i think education is a great way to go like once you've kind of maxed out what you're doing as a lash artist um in order to like kind of take that next step in your career and in your like career progression i think yeah. education is a great way to do that um and it it However, it really should be like a progression. And that's that's yeah. one of the ways that you yours have been so successful is that they I didn't start teaching after like a year of doing 100 percent. And that's that's huge. I think I should share a little bit about how I got into lash training Absolutely, because um, for a lot of people, it might look like overnight or sudden. But I've been teaching trainings for over two years now, almost two and a half years. And I'm almost at 300 students. 300 privately i did work for a bigger brand and i taught many many students there but privately for lightheart under the lightheart name it's almost 300 students 300 can you believe that i don't even think and you know what's crazy 241 of them have been private trainings that's wild that's That's 241 days of my life that's a lot of days that's That's... 241 buddies i don't even know 241 people I don't think I've ever met that many people. Yeah, man, it was it was amazing. Like it it truly felt like that was when my career totally took off and I felt like I was finally doing what I was meant to be doing in this industry was I my, agree. It, it was for No, me. no, yeah, I I say I agree. <laughs> um so how I got into trainings was I was working in Anchorage, Alaska. I had my my space and I was working like we said 6 days a week. Um taking 11 12 clients a day um i was very premium priced my fills were 90 to 135 i was fully fully booked i had a wait list um and ellie and i sat down together one day and we were like okay what are we doing with our life like what is the next step i'm depressed i work so much we don't see each other what are we doing and this we both sucks this sucks girl this sucks <laughs> i mean it's great it was everything you ever wanted but it then was also... everything i ever wanted but sometimes you get to everything you've ever wanted and you're like it grass is always greener it's on the cool. other this side. This is not what I want. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, and I, I wanted, um, truly, I just wanted a different life. And Elliot and I decided that we were going to move out of state and we picked Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. We picked Arizona. It, it was, um, what a good choice. Yeah. We picked it because we knew that it would be the best state in the U S for my business to grow. Um, it was where there was a big population of beauty professionals and lash artists. I could charge, you know, what my work was really worth. Um, which is how much? Okay, don't flex my prices so much. Elliot flexes my prices so much. No, it it builds credibility. It builds credibility. Okay. No one wants to take a training from someone who's charging seventy bucks a fill. That's true. Yeah, my fills are one eighty to two ten, and I have a wait list to my along, and I turn down six to ten clients a day. There you go. I should be training. You absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, absolutely. so anyway, and I don't I don't mean that to sound like cocky, but there has been a progression to like where we've gotten in our training career. And we started out at a place where I was ready to start teaching because I had built um, I had built a business that everyone in my town like wanted um, just through hard work and and time. And um, I remember when Ellie and I had made that decision to move out of state and to start a new life. It broke my heart thinking that my clients would have nowhere to go because there were amazing lash artists in my town. There were, but they were fully booked 
you know, they weren't taking on new clients. I was like, it's breaking my heart leaving hundreds of women that I love and care about and I see as my best friends with nowhere to go because they love their lashes so much. I was sad. Um, and I had invested, you know, so much time and money into my own personal education, my own personal trainings. Um, and I knew that it would make me feel better in my heart if I released a training that would equip someone at any stage of their career where they could be exactly where I am. Because technically, like, there wasn't anything special about me. I had just been lashing for a long time and my work was pretty good. You know, like, I could bring anyone to that point. I think there was something special about you. Thank you, buddy. I like to think so, too. I, I, I do. I think you're the best. <laughs> you're so sweet. <laughs> um, but I, I knew that there were amazing lash artists in my town and I knew that I could give them, I could give them something, um, just package it up, build a training, and equip them to take my clients. So my clients would be happy. And these other lash artists, their lives would be improved. In and that was like the main goal. That was the main goal. I never thought that I would do it as a full-time job. No. I never thought that my whole identity in this industry would be wrapped up in being an educator. I thought it would be something I did for a couple lash artists. Maybe I would train four or five and then I would hit the road. Yep. And that didn't happen. What do you know? <laughs> what is how, how did that happen? The Lord had bigger plans. So um, I remember my original trainings were called the Wildflower Workshops because my business name was Wildflower Lash. So cute. And um, I spent a good, how long did I spend writing my curriculum? Oh, three months, well, I'd say. I think I thought about it for a good year. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and I then once you really like, from the day you like started writing it to the day you finished writing it, I think it was like a three month process. I think it was a good three months of writing and truly like... Um, organizing all the information that I had accumulated yeah. for the last... But you were like every night you were on the computer like writing for three, four hours a day for yeah. that whole three months. Like it, it used to put a ton of time into it. Yeah, it took it took a lot of time. And then when it was ready to launch, you know, all I was thinking, I was so nervous. I was like, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to take it. I hope they do. And instantly I released one little text post on Instagram and I had a student that night. Let's go. And my classes originally were... I think they were a thousand dollars. Like my third, my first one was a thousand. You were like nine hundred, right? No, my first what? one was about a thousand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But my kit cost me eight hundred dollars. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Eight hundred dollars. I stuffed this kit full. Hey, you it was... made a clean two hundred dollars profit for that day, <laughs> girl. It was an Easter basket. This thing was so. It was be- so big. This thing was so big and beautiful. But I truly, my goal with the training was never to make money. Um, it it was to um which now we make money from the trainings, but originally it was... Now that is the goal. Yes. Now that is the goal. That I run a business, is, but but originally it was it was truly to... It was Yeah, it was to give your clients a good place to go. Give my clients a good place to go. And, and I think because you started that way, yeah. it made the trainings really, really good from the get-go. Yeah, because it was never about, you know, adding an extra source of income. It was always just about, you know, making a difference. And so um, I had my first student, her name was Avila, and it was a classic training and it went super well. We had live models and all the things. And then I had another booking immediately after. Like someone saw a picture of us holding that certificate and they booked. Let's go. And that training, I made $1,200. Let's go. My kit was still 800 The next one. It and doubled I doubled your profit. I That's kept raising good. them and they were all like 1200 for the time I was in yep, Alaska. Um, and by the time I was leaving Alaska, I trained 15 students. I I ended up having to do a group workshop the like weekend before we moved out of state. Oh yeah, because there were so many people. And I had to rent out a photo studio in downtown Anchorage because there was so much demand. It was so cute. I had snacks and drinks and I you know tables and desks. And my friend came in to model. It was the first group training. So much fun. That was the OG group training. It was. And I just 
you know, if you are an educator currently or you're someone that does trainings, you know how hard it is, how much sacrifice that takes. I mean, how much time and dedication goes into it. Um, and I just remember at the end of that day feeling so exhausted. I just wanted to cry. But I remember you and I did a little happy dance. Yeah, we did. Because it went so well. We were like, everyone was so happy. We were like, let's go. And then when I moved to Arizona, um, I thought that was kind of the end of it for me. Yeah. I was like, cool, I've trained all my girls, you know, my clientele, they've been match made to these people, they have somewhere to go, they have artists to see, um, I feel comfortable leaving them. And when we got to Arizona, we still had the wildflower workshops on my website, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they booked out like crazy. They started just filling up. Filling up, yeah. And it was all, it was all word of mouth. Like we, it was, it was in your Instagram. I mean, you were, you were posting a lot on Instagram at that yeah. point. I was posting, um, you know, dates I had available and. Yep, yep. You know, you would, mostly I was posting student work transformations. Yeah. Was yeah, the you, biggest thing. Yeah, that was that was huge. I think that was probably the biggest thing that drove like signups for the trainings was the student work transformations because yeah. they were they were insane. Yeah. Like the results that people that were made getting. Me so happy. And that made me want to keep going as an educator because oh, I was yeah. like, holy you're like, cow. You're actually impacting these people's careers. Yeah. It 100%. made me so happy. Just like the quality of their photos and their work and their attitudes and like just seeing someone come show up to their business the day after the training and be like excited to get to work, like mm-hmm. filled my heart with joy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that feeling. So, um, you know, I hit the ground running when we moved to Arizona. My clientele built, you know, very organically and very naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trainings really they started to pick spread up. like wildfire. Yeah, because I think people, especially once you started doing the like mega volume trainings, that yeah. was that was when they really like started picking up. Um, people, I think, just saw the results that you were getting people, and it it gave people like a, a lot of security that like you would actually like provide the value they were looking for. It was kind of like an unspoken guarantee. Like you take 100%. this class, like this like, is what this your is what your work looks like. like. This is what it will look and, like. Like people see that over and over and over again. They're like, okay, well these other 20 girls, they all had this same transformation. Like I could have it too. Made it so easy to sell it. Like you didn't have to convince anyone to take it. Everyone just wanted what's to because they wanted their work. What's that statistic? Like people need to see something like 15 times before uh, they buy from it, you. Oh, seven to eight. Seven to eight seven times. Seven to eight times is the amount of times people need to see uh, it's like the amount of impressions on average it takes for someone to buy something. And is yeah. it something that's uh, really used in like online marketing a lot for like um, Facebook ads and like Google ads and all that stuff is like retargeting is super important. You yeah. like retarget that consumer um, to make sure that they see your stuff. On average, you want them to see it like seven to eight times because that's how long it takes generally for people to um, like pull the trigger and buy stuff especially and it goes up as you have higher priced things so like something that's 20 bucks generally will probably take less than seven times but then something that's 1650 dollars generally takes more time so that's one that's one of the reasons that like your organic growth and your organic reach has been so impactful because when people follow you on instagram you post so consistently they see those results you're getting people and they see your work and they see um, what your classes are like so many times, it gives them kind of the confidence that they need in order to feel secure in signing up. Yeah. Whereas if they had just seen like one Facebook ad for your training, no one's going to sign up from that right. because it was it was a consistent. Yeah. People need to kind of develop a, a lot of, in a very real way. People needed to kind of develop a relationship with you in order to um, believe that you can get them the results and also to have that kind of desire to sign up and like spend a whole day with you and like uh take a whole weekend out of their lives to fly here and and come take the train yeah i was amazed when i moved to arizona because everyone was flying in 
Like oh, in Alaska, yeah. everyone was local, obviously, because yeah. no one wanted who wants to, to go to Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> for a lash training. But um, oh, we moved down to Scottsdale instantly. Everyone's like, "Oh, I'll fly in." Yeah. Oh Scottsdale? my gosh! Everyone's like, Absolutely. "I'm from Brazil. I'll be there next oh, weekend." Oh yeah, sure. That sounds <laughs> awesome. It's a little vacation. So I want to talk a little bit about how you can sell out your trainings, and yes. there's a few key ways. Um, so one, I would say that you should wait until you have the dream outcome. So if you're yes. teaching someone something, you should be at a point in your career where they see that you have done the thing that you're teaching others. You need to have achieved which, what they which want. Which sounds really um, simple, but a Super lot of simple. people don't do it. A lot of people True. lash for like a year and they think they have enough experience under their belt to teach mm -hmm. someone else how to do it. And yes, you might be able to like physically teach someone the technicalities of applying classic mm -hmm. lashes on a mannequin, but can you, but is someone going to be attracted to taking your trainings? Probably not. Probably only one or two people. Yeah. You need to make sure you're at a place in your career where someone says, I want to be there too. And if you're not, like, get to that place. It's okay. Take, yeah. That's, take that's step one. Like, yeah. that doesn't mean you can't be a trainer. That just means you... I was five years into my career when I started training. 100%. 100%. And that's where most people should be in order to have, like, successful trainings and have trainings that people want to sign up for is, like, you have to show, like, hey, I got where you want to be. Like, I can show you what I did. You have to give people... Like, you wouldn't get astronaut training from someone that went to space camp, you That's know? That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, really take your time and enjoy that process of developing, you know, your business and your skill. And yeah. if that's your goal to teach someone one day, like really solidify all those skills and the other reason that's really important is because then it will make your training so much better like if you are a person who just took like a mega volume course and then you turn around and go to all the people in your hometown and you're like hey i can teach you mega volume now yeah. like you oh well, a lot of people do that a lot of people a take, lot of people do that take like a volume course and then they're like i'm teaching volume lashing I'm teaching volume and everyone's now. like didn't you just take this course and, but even if you do get people to sign up and even if people take your course their outcomes aren't going to be as good because you know if you just took the course you know what they taught you and how they fix the problems you specifically were running into but you have no idea what problems other people could run into and you don't know anything about the edge cases like yeah. the niche problems you that need to have gone have. through enough where you could comfortably answer answer any question, any question and give them results 100 you need to become an expert you need to give people a reason to trust you and through in with lashes 95 percent of the reason that people are going to have to trust you is from your lived experience like you need to show them like i have earned this ability to teach through all this experience that I have collected. And and that's why people pay you because they want to pay you to pass on the thousands of hours that you spent learning all this stuff so that they can struggle learn less. It quicker. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Um, second thing I would say is to um, find the demand. Like, is the demand there? Yes. Um, and in my case, it was, and I didn't even know it because I went in with just that personal goal of matchmaking my clients. But what I didn't realize was underneath that, there was this massive demand for people that wanted to learn um, a more advanced skill, like mega volume, like flower mm -hmm. bouquet technique mm -hmm. from a private educator. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of um, large brands at the time were teaching group trainings, were teaching mega volume and volume trainings. Um, and at the time there was a huge gap in the market for private, private learning with yeah. continued mentoring. Um, and so mm -hmm. find that gap in the industry where you can fill. And if the demand is there, provide the supply. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, um, 
it's a lot easier to sell things that are higher like higher touch modalities of teaching so so what that means is like it's easier to sell a one-on-one -on -one training than to sell a group training yes. and it's easier to sell a group training than it is to sell an online training and it's easier to sell an online video training than it is to sell a online digital manual so like the more connected someone is to you the higher you the more you can charge for it and the easier it is to sell yeah. and so that's why um like when madison was starting out doing mega volume trainings she was booking out so much because people would prefer if they had to pick between taking a group class and taking a private training a lot of people wanted to pick the private training just because there weren't a lot of them yeah cause and, and people people love um you know, to sit down one on one, one on one with people, 100%. and have you correct their micro movements, and have you talk about their very unique issues, 100%. and have you talk to them about very specific client situations? Yep. Um, yeah, I think that was why it was huge. Hundred percent, and and that's why it wasn't until you were booked out for like seven months into the future that we even considered switching them to group trainings. Yeah. Because the point, the point of the group trainings really. Honestly, I love teaching my group trainings, but it was a supply and demand issue. The 100%. demand was there, but the supply was not, baby. I'm one girl. Like if you had started <laughs> off teaching group I'm trainings. I'm one girl. <laughs> no, 100%. If you had started off doing group trainings, they would not have gotten no, as big as they did. That's the thing is if I, yeah, if I was teaching groups of, you know, seven or eight like I am now, I would have gotten like one or two students. 100%. 100%. Because people would be like, well, why would I take a group training with Maddie if I could take a group training with someone else and pay Or the a same? big brand. Oh, that's yeah. That's really reputable. That's like basically the same, except this girl has like no experience. And so by offering something that none of the big brands were offering or that no one else was offering, people were like, okay, well, I could either take a group training with a big brand or I could take a private training, which maybe she doesn't have the like pedigree that a big brand does, but I've seen the results that she's getting for people and I've seen um the kind of a lot about her training i feel like i know her like through um all this content she's putting out and like we've chatted on instagram mm -hmm. and stuff and i would prefer like a more one-on-one -on -one experience and so that's why a ton of people booked and once we had tons of people booking then it made sense to say okay well either we could just keep increasing the prices of the private trainings to the point where because originally we did that originally we yeah, raised the price a we few raised times. them to yeah we raised them to 1650 was kind of the last price we raised them to yeah um and then after that our option was okay we could either raise them to two thousand dollars which is starting to get unattainable for a lot of people mm -hmm. or we can increase the supply and so we chose to increase the supply. I just wasn't comfortable raising them more than <clears throat> that. And it really, yeah, that that was the big decision was just you just didn't want to, which is totally understandable. It's okay like, to not want to raise your prices. Yeah, that's okay. Like <laughs> we tell you, like you should be raising your prices if you're fully booked and you should lose like twenty Sometimes to twenty five percent of your clients. You know who hasn't raised her prices? Katie, and she's killing it. <laughs> and she doesn't need to raise her prices because she doesn't want to. She could. Yeah, no, she could I, I could have because we were thinking of raising my price for my private trainings, and I still get yep. inquiries on private trainings, you know, all the time. Yep. But I don't want to teach them anymore. I want to teach in group format. 100%. And because now you're able to take more people per month because you're the kind of groove you and, had settled into. And the into. thing is, I can pour so much more of myself into them because That's it's true. so important for me. And I'm sure a lot of, I can speak for a lot of private educators when I say this is, you put everything into these trainings. It takes a lot. These yeah. private trainings that lash artists are teaching, I know some lash artists that put their everything into it. And it 
takes a lot out of you. They I mean, put my their whole lash art tussie into it. <laughs> I mean, my voice hurt at the end of the day. I I was tired. My feet always hurt. I felt like I had poured every little. I I had just spilled my guts to this person and talked to them, you know, for eight hours. And I had set up the night before and taken down. And a lot of the times, you know, I was travel teaching too, so mm. I was flying oh, and getting in yeah. Ubers, and you know, it was exhausting and i just felt like emotionally i was pouring so much into someone and i wanted so badly to see them to succeed and so Mm -hmm. the fact that i can now take all that energy and pour it into one day Mm -hmm. and make that day so amazing for everyone there and just give them such a great you know top tier experience like that makes me happy because towards the end of it that last like two months of me teaching i was really burnt out and i was trying so hard to like make these days so special for people because they've been they've been anticipating them for oh yeah a year you know and they've flown in and so you can't just be like girl i ain't really feeling and there was such a pressure of me to like look amazing you know like be dressed to the nines like feel my best like Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. think about that i mean if you had to feel 100 percent at your best all year that's a lot it's a lot of pressure. It's really hard. Yeah. And so now with the group trainings, that, w- that was another really so big So now I get to, to look switch. like this all month and then yeah. I get yeah. to show up like yeah. a supermodel. Speaking of which, the, the new Lightheart Coffee Do you guys like our merch. new merch? Check it out. White on white. Give them a twirl. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. It's yeah. great merch. We matched today. Um, kind of cute. So cute. Um, yeah. And then and now you're able to do one day a month and you're able to teach more people than you were teaching before. Yeah. And yes, it's a lot more prep and more setup and more and more everything. It's like it's like the Muppet show. It is. Gotta it is. Turn on gotta light the lights. Um but uh yeah, but I do I do just feel better in my heart knowing that I can, you know, really dedicate that day to the girls who flew in and I can give them my all. And it's and it's basically the way you've limited it is it's still a very like high touch method of teaching yes. like people still get very like one-on-one attention because you limit it to six or seven people if someone asks really nicely january Jenny. has eight <laughs> january does have eight because two people asked very very nicely i have a hard time saying no you guys we do have a hard time saying no but i did hire um but we yeah exactly i did hire out another trainer that teaches you know at the same caliber that i do that some of you may know Miss Katie, the freaking lash lady, baby. And she's amazing. Um, and she's amazing. And it really makes the training knowing that there is always someone working. I mean, Katie and I literally split the room in half and she'll work with three people for exactly. a couple hours. I'll work with three people. And it, it so it's still like basically feels very the same amount of attention. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Moving on. I also wanted to touch on um, if you're trying to sell out your trainings, you need case studies. True, true, true. Very, very important. Just people that are your students with the intention of getting results. 100%. And like your one your really effective version of case studies was those before and after photos. Yeah. Because people were able to I I, I never did like free trainings. I mean, yes, the first few I didn't make any money off of them, but they were still paying me. Yeah. 1200 bucks. I just had an $800 exactly. kit. Yeah. yeah. Um but those were kind of my case studies, you know, because those original <laughs> students really it was never to make any profit at all. It was just so that I could monitor their results and I could monitor their work before and after the class. And I could just get a good gauge of where they are before and where mm-hmm. they are after. Mm-hmm. And with that continued mentoring, how far can their business go mm-hmm. in one month, in two months, in six months, in a year? Yeah. And then after a while, I started collecting video reviews. Love. the Oh, the video reviews were great. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can just, you just got reviews from people in like real format. Yeah. You can just post those. People are like, wow, I mean, this girl loved it. 
freaking yeah it was great um i think if you're struggling to get students reach out to every student you've previously had and ask them for you know an honest selfie review video it could be 30 seconds long it could be a minute long um turn it into a reel post it run ads for it whatever you got to do but people really respond well to user generated content when it comes to stuff like that people love to see the results of real people just like them Mm -hmm. um rather than just you telling them my training's great i promise i promise you guys why should they believe you and also video reviews and testimonials are just so much more um they're more punchy they're punchier than just written reviews because anyone can write a review like did your mom write that review yeah it's like i don't know if that's real like okay when you see reviews on a website that it's just like a a stock photo of the person and then like a review it's like i never believe that the (laughs) people that that's a real review yeah collecting um video testimonials is hugely important and then having case studies a good hack too if you are putting reviews on your website like just screenshot like comments or texts because then it looks a lot more real yeah it's a lot harder for someone to fake that so just like if you get a good review that someone texted you just screenshot it put that on your website instead of like transcribing it because it looks like a lot more believable even if like both of them were true, a lot more people are going to believe the screenshot. Absolutely. Um, what else we got? I think nowadays, one of the biggest ways that we sell out group trainings, if you're watching this and you want to sell out a group training, yeah. one of the biggest ways that we realized we were selling them out was just creating FOMO by accident. True. Um, true. And I think we sell out a lot of group trainings because we sell out the group training. Yeah, it's it's true though. Like the first uh, <laughs> training we sold out, like we sold out um, June. It was six mm. people in a class, and then I didn't have like any signups for July. And after that training, just having pictures of like people posting tons of pictures of their training experience and like what their kits looked like and what the day looked like and what they were wearing and where they were going and pictures of the room, like just creating that atmosphere of what that day physically looks like for them and how excited they were just people naturally booked up july and then also saying wow june was sold out i can't believe it like this was awesome and then people are like oh my gosh they're selling out like i gotta do this quick like even two days ago so if you have a training sell out like market that like crazy 100 and and one like one easy thing to do too like so two days ago we put out an email to like our email list. Oh and, yes, an email list. And basically we just said, um, hey, the, this is our availability for all our future classes. Just and be we transparent listed it. with your availability. No, 100%. And, and we said, hey, January or no, Feb- January sold out. February only has one spot left. And then an hour later, February, the last spot filled up because people yeah. see it and they're like oh my gosh like and after our left. december training because it was sparkly and it was christmas oh, it was time beautiful. and we, we really set oh, we it got up four signups in like we had two like days four signups in a day yeah it's crazy i really think it was just because people you know they have that visual yeah they, people they, see it they're yeah. like oh this is awesome i want to do that too yeah and also i think a big mistake that i made when i was launching my um private trainings was i opened every sunday oh, for that's true a year and then i booked up every sunday for a year like okay yeah <laughs> and uh, i had no sundays so it was really hard for me to like go on vacation or like take a weekend off with my friends or yep. just have a day off in the week um so i think if you're gonna be teaching trainings of any sort private or group like give yourself very specific dates yep. and see how those fill up and then you can advertise for the next one so and, and if you fill them all up and you're like i want to do more you can open more dates or raise the price or raise the price. Yeah. True. But when I was first starting out and, and I was getting traction to my trainings, I not, I did not open up one day a week. I opened up 
my entire you open up every day calendar when Which i moved to arizona was a mistake my it was a mistake because my full calendar was open for them online and people could go and physically just book, book any day any day they yeah. wanted of the whole that's, that's year that's how you got 17 in one <laughs> month and then after 17 people signed up in june we were like oh no we need to limit this <laughs> to like a day a week. So we did that. And then yeah. they booked up for like seven months in advance. I mean, it was hard to even keep track of that amount of inventory for kits. Oh, and, 100%. and that amount of 100%. like um, when I was going to schedule my clients and when mm -hmm. I was going to, you know, take vacations. Like it was mm -hmm. just so crazy. So, so that was a big mistake I made. Whether you're booked for trainings or whether you're not, give yourself specific dates that you are training for people to register. And also from like a marketing standpoint, it is better to have less availability for your trainings because if you're, it, it allows you to just be transparent about the amount of availability you have. Like if you say, hey, say you do trainings, you do two a month and you, um, it is currently, uh, Say, okay, say you do two trainings a month and you it is October and you're booked out through the rest of October, but you have openings for all of November, December, like no one's booked in November, December. If you go online and you're like, hey, guys, I only have four training slots available for the rest of the year. That sounds a lot better than then saying, I have 45 days than, available. Exactly. Than saying no one has signed up. From. No one has signed up for November, December. Please, someone sign up. If you've only set it up so that you train two days a, week, a month like you can say hey only four slots left for november december maybe that's all the slots you have but it's still you're limited in the amount you can do and so if someone signs up then you can be like okay guys only three slots left yeah sorry, and guys. it makes it so much easier to sell because like people will sign up for things and like buy things like fomo is such a strong like buying compulsion for people it's like i'll tell you what i don't really have important. fomo yeah no, I don't I have... I think you're the only one. I don't have, have FOMO at all. You have Romo. I'm not even kidding. My friends could throw a giant party. No, you have relief of missing out. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, thank goodness. I wasn't I, there. You wouldn't know it, but I'm such a homebody. <laughs> I'm such an introvert. Like, I'm mm -hmm. truly the happiest when I'm just, like, snuggled up in bed. Every single day, Madison comes home from work... <laughs> <laughs> instantly like less than 30 seconds go by she has changed into her pajamas and is in bed my, under the my covers. walmart mumu instantly i wear those mumus that say like no barely talking. awake <laughs> and it's like a bunch of bears on it i wear the walmart mumus where it says like <laughs> no, no talking before coffee she doesn't even drink coffee. mama needs her beauty sleep <laughs> yeah don't whine about it whine about yeah, it. yeah no that's really me and my and my <laughs> truest form um but it's so funny like my <laughs> friends could throw like a giant party and invite everyone i've ever met except me and i'd be like fair enough fair enough <laughs> like, so, i will never be that person that's like where's my invite yeah that's true i don't have fomo that's true but most people do most people do and you can absolutely use that to sell out your trainings yeah um, and to help get more more signups by just Absolutely. limiting the I'm supply. just saying if any of my friends are watching this and you're like oh I feel bad I didn't invite Maddie to this thing it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Maddie's fine <laughs> Maddie, Maddie's good Maddie loves you but my love language isn't quality time no it is <laughs> it is sleeping it is hanging out in bed responding to Instagram DMs <laughs> that is your love language no my love language um really is like what is my love language it's uh, words of affirmation. It's definite. Oh, it's absolutely my love language. Words, words of affirmation. affirmation. Like I just like to tell my friends how much I love them and, and have them tell and have you. like really incredible deep conversations once in a while. Then like spend every single day together talking about absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Are you taking a selfie right now? 
I'm doing my B-reel. Are you taking your B-reel right now? Yeah. Just did my B-reel. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it was a little late, but cool. I didn't want to forget. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, what do you think makes a great training? Um, a 130 slide PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I think <gasps> it does. You guys, you want to know something crazy? My training. Boy, are, that was a layup. You guys, that was my training. Okay, I just leveled up my life because my trainings are great, but I have been freestyling my. Can you believe that? The last three hundred students I've taken, Can I have you been that? freestyling. I literally recite. She seven, goes into the day completely raw. Just I I recite seven hours of information seven hours straight with no script nothing in front of nothing. me no laptop no manual no cue cards no nothing but this last training i was like you know what i just wanted to be a little more organized right so i i ordered this projector which it came in the mail and it was 10 times the size that we thought it would be it was huge the the projector screen but yeah, you guys it it's my big. lucky charm because that was the best training i've ever taught yeah, and was. i i thought i had seven hours of information before i was I was Boy. reading the Bible. I mean, yep. I was reading the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> it was so crisp and precise. And I didn't have the information on the screen. I just had bullet points of every yeah. little thing that I wanted to expand on. Um, and everyone was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like Amazing. everyone was frantically writing notes and they were so engaged. And I felt really good about it. So that's my pro tip. If you are teaching trainings and you don't have a projector, girl, yeah. get on that. So moral of the story, if you have Get taken a projector. a Lightheart training in the past, I'm so sign up sorry. again. Sign up Just again because take it, now take I have again. a projector. Because now we got a PowerPoint. And I feel on top of the world, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Katie was like, wow, you're talking a lot. Yeah. No, yeah. And that's, that's one thing too. If you want to keep selling out your trainings, if you want them to be the best ever, keep improving them. Ke yeah. Just keep. That's true. Like a, a lot of people don't. A lot of people like they make their training and they make their script and they're like, this is it. This is what I will teach for but the I'll next tell you 15 what, mine, years. Mine were feeling a little stale to me. And even though the information is pretty much the same, just like if it feels like it needs to be freshened up for you, you know, even even just like if you learn something new or you yeah. or if someone has a question during a training that you think, wow, that's a really good question. Add it to the presentation. Absolutely. Like if, if you continually make it better, if every training you do, you improve something about it after a year, like your training is going to be insanely good. Absolutely. That was the thing. My first original trainings, it wasn't just for the student. It was also for me to gather information about how 100%. I best teach, um, how people, you know, best learn. And then I realized, you know, some people are visual, some people are verbal, some people so you got to give Our them everything. Textile, give them everything. Even while I'm explaining things on the projector, I have people like physically fan making in front of me and yep. Katie's going around fixing their micro movements. There's always something happening. So they're never bored or they're not learning as well as they possibly can. Big facts. Anything else? Anything else you think just makes a great training? Makes a great training. Uh, in your last trainer career? I think the vibe of the training is very important. The vibe and a lot of people, really a lot of people miss it. If I showed up to someone's... If you Sweet, set up your and training and it is folding tables with no table covers and folding chairs and, and you are folding manuals and folding, well, the manuals will fold, right? No, some people have oh, like a binder. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put your manual in the binder. I like, just don't like them. No, I get that. I get that. But like, <laughs> just, just think about the, the vibe of it. If you're renting out like a room in the uh the in the uh courtyard marriott downtown and it's like has green carpet in it and it's like that's okay just ceiling. fix the vibe just do everything you can i've taught trainings in a courtyard marriott that's true that's true but you decorated i did you decorated and I like did. yeah tell them about how you make the vibes so good for your trainings i think we just make sure that um 
they feel special when you walk in because if they just walked into the training studio yes by itself it's a pretty room like there's a mural and there's the pretty tables and pretty chairs and everything but it's all the little things that people take pictures of that they notice that they feel special it's kind of like when someone wakes up on their birthday and their birthday is filled with balloons and their bedroom's filled with balloons and there's and presents the house everywhere smells like the, cinnamon rolls yeah like you feel so special and that's it's always good. the vibe that i want to bring into our trainings whether it's private or group for my private trainings i would get everyone like a big bouquet of flowers oh, that yeah. morning you went all out. um i would buy them like a you piece of jewelry coffee i would buy them their coffee, coffee order snacks breakfast bunch of flowers and their a piece of jewelry. And not it was lash themed jewelry. It was always lash themed jewelry and it was never the same. I would always go out of, always out of my way to buy a little piece of jewelry that reminded me of their brand. Yep. Um, and I would have a little sign that said welcome and their name on it. Um, and then a, a handwritten card, a handwritten letter. A, you know, it sounds like a lot of things. But it is a lot of things. Get them a lot of things. But like because it was a lot of things, every time someone walked in, they would like look around and they'd be like, oh my God. Oh my this goodness. This is for me? All of this? <laughs> Like my name's there. You have a there's a, a wax seal yeah. on this letter you wrote for me. Yes, anything you do, you make... pre-framed my certificate. Yes. that's big. F- frame their frame certificates. their certificates. Yes, I frame them all in big gold frames. Something that they can just hang on their wall. It's instantly beautiful. They don't have to go to the store and buy a frame. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It won't get all smushed when they're flying back home. Yeah, and even still with the group trainings, we write them all handwritten letters um, with a, with a wax seal, and we make their kits beautiful. We fill them with with the crinkle paper and. Um, even, even down to how we fold tissue paper, you know, we want it to make standardized. it standardized. Yeah. We just want it to be, you know, special and beautiful. We don't want the training to feel corporate by any means. We want it to feel like, no, it feels, it feels good. Yeah. Like, I wish I could take one for real. I wish I could. Hang Unfortunately, out. you know, everything it's too bad. I wish I didn't know everything. <laughs> I wish I could learn some at this point. You're a pro. It's, it's rough. Yeah. You should see me make a mega volume. Fan. Yeah. If I'm ever sick, you guys, um, <laughs> if I'm ever sick, you guys, what if Elliot filled in and I just gave everyone half off a training? <laughs> and they just <laughs> oh, got a, for the training. And they just got a really awkward training day. I just am going through the slides and I'm like, okay, so blepharitis. <laughs> ew. That, ew. That, <laughs> Let's Moving skip on. that one. <laughs> Moving on. Contact dermatitis. Con- <laughs> Why are you skipping that one too? Lashing is gross. <laughs> okay, yeah, you guys, you don't need to know about that. <laughs> yeah, I think making them very special, curating the vibe to be, you know, really a one of a kind day. Um, and then also, I think what makes the training special is having some sort of a guarantee. A guarantee I think there should be an big. implied guarantee. You take this training, you're getting something out of it. Or an explicit guarantee. Yeah. What does that mean? So there's either. Personally, I, I'll say it right now on what, air. What? Live. What? On the radio. Madison. There's a guarantee for my training. Oh. <gasps> Madison. If you think my training sucked, I'll give you all your money back. Facts. I'm dead serious. If you, if you DM me and say that training sucked, I didn't learn anything. I would literally give you all. I would pay you. The caveat is you have to say three things that sucked about it. Yeah. And you have to say it to my face. Yeah. You have to <laughs> you have to FaceTime us and say, <laughs> these are the three things that sucked about it. Give me my money back. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would cry, but I would give you your money back. Yeah. 100%. No. Like, okay. So. Very important to have a guarantee, though, because, you know. It is. And. And explicit like what you just said like an out loud verbalized guarantee or written on your website is so much stronger than an implied guarantee like 
If you tell people like, hey, sign up for my training. If you do not learn what I say you will learn, I will give you your money back. It takes all the risk off of them. Because, Absolutely. Because the reason that people don't buy things and don't sign up it's for training risky. is because they don't think that they're going to get the dream outcome. Absolutely. If you are in the place that they want to be and you are like, hey, this is what I'm going to give you and it is what they want, mm -hmm. the only reason that they won't buy that from you is because they don't believe that you can actually get it for them. Absolutely. And so if you say, hey... I'm so confident that you will get exactly what you want that if you don't, I will just give you all your money back. And then all you did was take a uh, nice little vacay to Scottsdale for a day. And people would be a lot more inclined to do it. People would be a lot more inclined to do it. 100%. Stand by, stand by your guarantee. 100%. Yeah. And, and if it scares you to offer a guarantee like that, then that is a sign that you should be working more on your training that you are giving people and working more on ensuring the results because yeah. if you have a really good training it should be super easy to give a guarantee like that because you know that everyone is going to get those results because you've put so much into your training that guarantees those results yeah what i don't guarantee and i tell people i tell people in the training what the guarantee is yeah. and i don't guarantee that they're gonna you know see fans like mine and they're gonna learn flower bouquet technique in a matter of hours and create fans that look mm -hmm. like mine I guarantee that they're going to learn the technique I'm teaching them and that yep. they're going to go home and with a little bit of practice, they with the homework I've given them, they will create sets that look really, really good. Yeah, it has to be a realistic guarantee. Yeah, that's a realistic guarantee. Yeah, yeah you can't say you take this one training and your you are going to do- Your work will look like mine. Your work will look like mine because and you'll do it Because my work didn't look like mine after my first no, mega volume training. not even close. I it's impossible. very hard. It's impossible. <laughs> you sucked. <laughs> I was bad. You were so bad. Yeah. I was embarrassed. And the, and the guarantee will that, you know, you will have a renewed confidence in your work and you're going to feel better about what you're doing 100%. and all, all of your questions will be answered. 100%. I don't let anyone leave my, my class with questions. No. Yeah. No, no. Sometimes she'll have awkward pauses at the end of her training where she's like, this is your chance. Ask any other questions. And we sit there for 30 minutes. And we sit there and I st and you stare at and them. And then someone's like, how do I leave my boyfriend? And then you say, okay, dim the lights. <laughs> it's like, it's night heart time. It's night heart time. All righty, guys. I think that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to My, my Lash, Lash Two Brain, brain cells. cells. And we'll catch you next time. Smooches. Bye.